Whatever you're wearing right now. Mac Weldon. What? Okay. Oh, see, I see, cut you off. You cut me because, off. What I was going to say, uh-huh. Matt, was that whatever you're wearing, Mac Weldon is better, but you're wearing Mac Weldon. Right. So this, the, the, the way this ad copy doesn't actually work for me because no, I'm a Mac Weldon baby. I am too. But you know? for, for the kids, explain what Mac Weldon is. Mac Weldon is a premium men essentials brand and it believes in smart design, premium fabrics, simple shopping. So we're talking underwear and socks and shirts mm-hmm. that look amazing, but also perform. That's right. Got a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial. Don't know what that means. I didn't either, but here's what it means. It means they eliminate odor. Yes. These are the underwear you want for the gym Mm -hmm. and for life. Wick that odor right away. If you don't like your first pair, you can keep it and they will still refund you. No questions asked. For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com and enter promo code HOMO at checkout. Hey, Dave. What's happening? I, I was going to sing that Tracy Chapman song that goes run, 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 but then I couldn't remember how it goes. Oh. oh. Talking about a revolution? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Because you did, uh, did a run, run, yeah. run, run I this sure past did. week. I love that that's where you went. It's a long way to get to how was the LA Marathon? Uh, yeah, a listener might be expecting Run Away With Me by Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh, sure. Or Run Away Train by... Soul Asylum. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, with the video with the Runaway Kids. Uh, a lot of choices you went with Tracy Chapman. I respect it. Uh, yes, I did do the, new, uh, the LA Marathon on Sunday. It was great. How did you feel uh, uh, when you got to like, is it mile 19? Is that the infamous? Uh, for me, it was like 2021. 20, okay. Uh, yeah. I, from like 20 to 23, I was in misery. Wow. Just total agony. It really fucking sucked. But the thing is, until then, I was I felt great. Like, I yeah. felt great. Can you wa- walk us through your day. You're, you get up at what, 3 a.m.? 2.45, yeah. Damn, damn, damn. Yeah, because the whole thing, you go by... Seven, like quarter to seven. And and everybody starts at once, but we'll get to that later. But uh, so I went, I picked up the, my friend Matt, who I've been, um, different Matt, who I have been training with. We went, we like left the car at the finish line, hopped on a shuttle to go to the starting line. They let you in Dodger Stadium um, before the race begins, which is really cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, I mean, and it's like 4.30 in the morning, it's pitch dark, um, and there's just nothing going on except a bunch of runners like – eating bananas and stretching and, you know, mm-hmm. panic, bathrooming. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then you start. And I, I, I tr- I'm stunned at how much I enjoyed it. It was really super duper fun. And were you, how rested were you? If you got to get about 245. Uh, I actually went to bed with no problems at like eight. Okay. I read two pages of the book I'm reading and I fell right to sleep. I, th- I think just because I knew that I needed it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, not rested enough, but. It was fine. Yeah. It was fine. And then you really do hit a wall and it's, and it becomes, and you know, obviously it's physical and obviously it's mental, but it's weirdly like emotional. Mm. I was like just drawing on every bit of strength that I had. The last three miles in LA anyway, are mostly downhill. So there, you know that that's coming. That feels kind of nice. Mm. You can kind of relax a little bit. The bummer is that you cross the finish line and then, and they do this on purpose, but you, um, you cannot sit down. 
you have to walk like another mile basically to like get your the your, you you drop a bag with your stuff in it at the starting line it meets you at the finish line and go right. pick that up and then you keep walking 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 and it's like your body is yelling at you to sit down yeah. but if you did you your muscles would lock up and you would never mm. stand so it's kind of almost the worst part of it is like the 20 minutes afterwards when you're like hobbling 20 minutes at least Oh yeah, that's not that's not okay. Yeah, um, but it, it it is it's like a cool down that's forced on you. Right, it gets right. the lactic acid out of your muscles or fucking whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it felt great. I recommend it. I uh, at there was a good hour where I was like, I, I will never do this again, and I'm going to throw up until I die. And but I didn't. And now I'm at the stage where I all the unpleasantness is receding from my memory, mm-hmm. and all the happiness is staying. So I'll probably end up doing it again. Oh, it. you're doing it again. I'll probably you're a marathon person now. I guess that's what I Just am. Just lean into it. Gross. Uh, hey, you, you're you rebranding it. I guess. You're making it cool. Oh, thanks. Um, uh, among the hardest parts, uh, we were, uh, and Matt and I were, were like basically right next to each other for the whole time, which was great and which is kind of rare. Um, we found ourselves next to a, a couple, probably in their 40s, 50s. Mm. Um, and the female- uh, had taken on the role of runner, uh, running coach. Oh God! And literally would not stop. Long braid down the back, and uh, she was like, you know, diaphragmatic breathing, honey. Uh, remember your why. <laughs> Set your intention, baby. But literally, it, it she wouldn't stop. And I, and what's he doing? Being utterly silent. <laughs> and, and like, they were both fine. They were keeping a good pace and whatever. But I said to Matt, like, we either need to sprint or we need to hang back because I, this, I, Jessica, yeah. her name was Jessica. It was written on her shirt. Jessica is working my last good nerve. <laughs> uh, You're so like, so I'm setting my intention. That I, is to lose it is, this fucking couple. Yeah. And that honestly, that put the wind at my back. We just really needed to get out of Jessica's earshot. That's so inspiring, Dave. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much. It was great. And then today I got back to fitness. I've been doing this uh, heated room spin class thing at the the sweat shop. Oh, yeah. There's one downtown. There's one in Toluca Lake. Um, It's like Bikram yoga, but you're... But it's a spin class. You you should do it. It should be research for season one of uh, Ride or Die. Absolutely. It's great. I'm coming with you. Can't recommend it highly enough. I usually go, uh, there's this guy, Curtis, who teaches. He plays great music. He's very handsome. So that that works. Mm -hmm. But I've started going to this other one. Uh, A fellow named Jason. Thick. Good looking dude. Married. He's got kids. Whatever. I feel like he's working through some personal issues in the room. Wow. You know what I mean? Um, Because he gives you the kind of. Um, the kind of encouragement that you feel like who who is he talking to? You know uh-huh, what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, and and it's and he's just like get up, get up, get the fuck up, like that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, like you 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 motherfucker, you can get up, and if you if if you don't believe it, I'm talking to you, motherfucker, like that kind of thing. And it's really like he's so clearly working through personal issues that it is a massive turn on. <laughs> like and also, I would get up if I were if I were absolutely, told that I would absolutely, get up. absolutely. Are, but are, is anybody passing out? In I've never seen anybody pass out. Even in a Soul Cycle class, occasionally somebody's going to like puke into their towel. Really? Yeah, it's, it has not happened to me, thank God. But yeah. like, no, it's yeah. Uh, never the, seen the it. heat element sounds yeah. not safe, but it's for sure someone will die. But I haven't seen it yet. 
And then when you leave, it is the, the sweat level is as though you jumped into a pool with all your clothes on. Like things just cling to you. It's not like a regular. I want it. I want it. I want to come with you. Great. Um, Let's do and it. And that's a, a, all, all of you L.A. based Dave Holmes fans. <laughs> yeah. You want to see Dave Holmes <laughs> drenched like he just jumped in the it's lake? Not, you, it's, you, you will don't. find him at the, s- the sweatshop. Sweatshop. Uh, what's going on with you? How are you? Um, I'm good. I'm good. I've just been editing the pilot from home. It's going well. Uh, I've been spending a lot of time with Faye. I have, so I'm the most boring version. I even more boring than usual, which is hard to talk. What are you watching? Um, man, I, I, I I burned through pen 15. I burned through shrill. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I'm up on my Vanderpumps, my housewives, my whatnot. Sure. Are you in Vanderpump this season? You know, after the Bravo show didn't go, I'm taking a little, uh, I'm taking a little break. I think you've earned it. You know what I mean? I Mm -hmm. feel like, yeah, I need a little space. Me and Jax need a, just a little breather. Sure, sure, sure. Is there anything I need to know about? No, not a thing. Um, Lala is an inspiration and she's my favorite person on reality TV at the moment. Really? Why is that? Um, she just is the you know who I'm talking about, right? Absolutely. And, yeah. and she is she has basically crafted a whole personality around having long fingernails. Yeah. And like <laughs> and I'm so here for it. it, it like and the, the you know the the thing the thing now is that every week she's getting I think she's actually kind of rounded the bend and is maybe uh, sober, I think. Mm. I might have that wrong. But it's been escalating where she gets in fights and picks fights with people and she's always pointing those fingers and she, she really uses, she just lands them in, in a honestly kind of a drag way almost. Sure. There are a lot of drag queen elements to her uh, that yeah. I really appreciate, but I just, I'm mesmerized by her nails, the way that she wields them like a weapon. Yeah. Um, she's, she is just a nasty, nasty monster. And I love her. That's, <laughs> So that's, that's what's going on with me. Okay, is, good. Uh, working from home and loving Lala. Great. Uh, thoughts on the latest uh, uh, development in the Jussie Smollett case? Oh, this is what I want. I wanted to tell you, give me your take so I can then pretend that it's mine. Oh, okay. Because, the, the, I mean, as of this recording, the new headline is yeah. that he's been, he has been, unlike our president, he has been exonerated. He has not been exonerated. He has not been exonerated. Yeah. The, the, I think the chief of police said he has not been exo- exonerated. Oh. So I, I think they just reached some sort of a deal and the charges have been dropped. But that doesn't mean that he didn't do anything wrong. Oh, okay. I, so I think it has it something – they mentioned his previous good works or donations that he has made or whatever. So now the charges go away. But they have stopped short of saying that he didn't do anything wrong. And it is sealed, so we will never know. That is probably what correct. Actually, happened. Yeah, Ooh, it is, is like everything else in the world. It is not going to resolve itself in a satisfying way for anyone, and and it, it just adds to my general sense that like reality is just whatever the dumbest person and loudest person <laughs> says that it is, and that's just kind of the way that it goes, you know. Right. So. Right. I will say somebody, when I was at home in St. Louis, somebody asked me probably the worst question I've ever, like, and dumbest question I've ever heard, which was uh, the the story about the um, the Operation uh, Varsity Blues, the Lori Laughlin thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this person said, Dave, where's the outrage on the left? <laughs> where's the, the outrage on what the left? What is that stupid question? 
Like, no, yeah, no, they, no, they, we haven't had the, the fucking Felicity Huffman march in downtown LA, <laughs> but like, th- that's because they were caught and yeah. there, they, there are consequences. Yeah. You know what I mean? And by the way, we're doing outrage pretty well over we're here. We're doing okay. And it's like, this doesn't have to be part of this idiotic left versus right thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just get caught doing the wrong thing. You get punished and it doesn't matter if you watch Tucker Carlson or Rachel Maddow. Right. You know what I mean? So and fucking it, it, stupid. It, it, the, the, also, the outrage comes from the fact that these people are, for the most part, being punished. I yes. Mean, obviously, this this speaks to a system that is rigged and has been rigged for generations, sure. and that is Hor- that's a whole other separate thing. But the, but p- these people are actually paying consequences, which yes. is satisfying. Yes. But it just churns <sighs> up the outrage for all the people who are not. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, listen, I'm as furious at uh, Lori Laughlin as anyone else. Ah, oh, so disappointed. But, yeah. Well, but we find a way to move on, don't we? You know how I'm going to move on today? Tell me. I'm going to jump over to YouTube and I'm going to look up Brian Justin Crumb. Singing, uh, covering Shallow, covering – and doing his own original tunes. Yep. He, of course, is a uh, chanteuse who yeah. really rose to fame on America's Got Talent. Yep. Got the, got those those exes. I don't – I've never actually seen America's Got Talent. Oh, yeah. I don't think they involve exes. But there – aren't there exes? Mm, that's the voice. They're kind of- no, I don't know. Or there are exes. Yeah. Unclear. Okay. <laughs> we're not, well, maybe we're not watching that show, but we are watching oh, yeah, Brian no. Justin he Crumb. transcends America's Got Talent. Yeah. Everybody knows Brian Justin Crumb. He is a fabulous guest, and he will be here after this break. Dave, sexual performance issues are more common than you think. That's so true. But thanks to science, ED, that is erectile dysfunction, can be optional. With 4 a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. Yes. So Hims connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat ED. And these are well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions, so they're not snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. Mm-hmm. Enough with the gas station counter supplements, Dave. I, I just love them. I like to roll into a gas station. I get me a little scratcher uh-huh. and uh, and some sort of horny goat weed oh. pill. Well, no longer And then needed. I tweak for a full day. Hims uh, will connect you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat ED. It's erectile without the dysfunction. Mm-hmm. And you can try Hims for a month today and get started for just five bucks while supplies last. That's right. Go to that website for full details. It would cost you hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. Go to forhims.com slash homophilia. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash homophilia. Forhims.com slash homophilia. Friends, we are back with Brian Justin Crum. Hello. What's up, what's up, what's up? How are you? I'm doing really well. Good. Yeah, things are good. L- life is good. Work is good. Today's is, been stressful. but Why is that? Just, you know, life drama, boy drama, oh, no. work drama. Oh, no. We'd like to unpack it. <laughs> you were saying a little bit before we started recording that you are, you're, you're kind of experiencing firsthand what it's like to live in a post-truth society. Yes, it's, it's, um. It seems to be everywhere around me right now where telling the truth or just being a good human being is up for, you know, up for, like, whatever. It's, it's not optional. that big of a deal. It's optional. Right, right. Um, 
so I've had a day of like, God fucking, can I say fuck on you? Absolutely. God yeah. fucking damn it. Can people just like be normal? It is, it's a really interesting time that we're entering into right now because we have the world that we have. We have the government that we have. And we are in the very beginning of gearing up for the next election. And people are like treating it like it was eight years ago. When it isn't eight years ago, no. it's now. So it's like, is uh, Beto O'Rourke standing on counters too much? Who fucking <laughs> gives yeah. a fuck? Who gives a fuck? The president of the United States is like, oh, there's probably going to be violence if I don't get reelected. Like, let's focus on, on that, that shit for yeah, one yeah, minute. Yeah. I, it is not the way that it was eight years ago. We are not going to, like, knock people Brush out over. for making a Howard Dean noise anymore. Totally. You stupid <laughs> assholes. It is now. Let's act like it. I know. People love. Have a lot of coffee. Yeah, I love it. Bring it on yeah. I, I feel so intensely that people we were I was watching this Monica Lewinsky thing um, where she was talking about public shaming yeah. and like when it's appropriate and when it's not appropriate and I think now is the time that it's very appropriate to publicly shame all of the bullshit that's going on yes. in our government and to not publicly shame the silliness that is going on Beto O'Rourke is like very passionate and very cool He's got a lot of really valuable things to say and to offer our country. Yeah. Him standing on a counter or using his hands a lot is not something to publicly shame him for. No, no, <laughs> no. And it's it's just all so silly into, you know, that kind of nonsense horse racing is how we got where, we, where are. we are. Absolutely. Let's talk about what they're talking about so that we know who we're voting for and yes. whose interests most closely align with ours. Like, let's let's be a little bit more mature. Let's, focus let's not on the fuck ourselves this time. Matter. And gay Twitter has told me that that person that I'm excited about now is Pete Buttigieg. Yeah, Buttigieg. 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 Uh, he seems sweet. He does. He's, he's. I love him. He's tender. He's sweet and tender. He doesn't watch RuPaul's Drag Race, I learned also from gay Twitter, when okay. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. It's yeah. the only show on television. Yeah. That's, That's me. He just lost my vote. Well, <laughs> stick with it. Did you see the thing about, um, about him uh, knowing Norwegian? Oh, yes. Somebody, did you see this? Uh -uh. Somebody, um, this was like a story from a rally. Um, He like met somebody and found out they were, they had like Norwegian heritage and he started talking to them in fluent Norwegian, which they also spoke. And uh, and yeah, and it turned out he had read uh, a Norwegian author that he liked, but he had read the translation and he was like, I actually want to, I want to know more. So he he taught himself Norwegian to read in wow. the in the native language of that writer, and then just stuck with it. That's dedication. Like mm-hmm. somebody with that level of intellectual curiosity, it's like it's startling. I know. This, I have a I have a hard time just like with hola when I'm in Mexico, like learning yeah. a whole other language. Can't like, you just say hello? Come on, let's <laughs> do it like I do it. Uh. So wait, backing up. <laughs> I assume based on your comment that you are watching Drag Race. I watch Drag Race too much. Yeah. Okay. I watch it like I, I watch it on Facebook on this like live stream from Peru. Um, so I can watch it on East Coast time. And then I also watch it the next day when I, because I bought the season on iTunes. Uh-huh. I watch it at least twice the next day. I was yeah. just like, really soak it up. Wow. So and do you do Untucked and all of the other pieces? I do Untucked sometimes. I did the last episode because uh-huh. these these queens are just delusional. This is a, quite a season. And it's like, they really came, came just like bursting out of the gate, It was which we needed after All-Stars, which kind of sucks. News fest. Yeah. We need it, but also like I think the art form of drag has been lost 
Mm-hmm. A lot of the art in it has been lost. And these queens are just so delusional about their celebrity. It's just like, it's not... It's such a small bubble that their celebrity lives in. And they come in before they've even been on the show and start acting like they're Celine fucking Dion or some yeah. shit. You're talking yeah. about Ariel I'm like, Versace. You need to calm down. Yeah. Calm down. That well, is, that's a reality TV kind of. That's a unique characteristic of people on reality TV shows. You do tend to show up as though you're already a star. Well, because I think Mm -hmm. after so many years of oversaturated reality TV, you have to do something extreme to be remembered. You can't just exist and be good at what you do. You have to, like, send shockwaves through the earth. and You know what I mean? And that silky ganache, I just, like, woof. She's a lot. She is a lot. She's a lot. Did you watch The Untucked? No, I just watch whatever, when I DVR it, whatever Untucked is forced upon me, I will play it through until it runs out. This last one was crazy, and she lost her damn mind. She's uh, she's interesting. Because she wanted to do Whitney instead of Britney. Yeah, and then she made it all about religion. How Britney isn't a woman of God, and Whitney was a woman of God. I'm like, shut up. Shove that right up your hole. I'm a couple behind, but there there was like a photography challenge a couple episodes ago. Where uh, where Silky, uh, her top was off uh-huh. and, and like breasts flapping in the wind. Uh-huh. And it was a w- really odd moment of like. She got fully of, naked. Yes. And they aired the, I mean, they didn't, there was no genitals, yeah. but the breasts were out. Where if this were a cis female, you wouldn't be able to do that. Totally. But it's a male in drag as a female. So it is acceptable. Right. Like so a breast twisted. is a breast, but it's like our gender rules get put on it. It was just an odd moment of like, you know that there was a meeting. Totally. Right? Like, is I this saw, breast except, do we need to blur this out? I saw a um, an episode of Botched. Do you watch that show? No, no. but I, I know it's, I should. It's, it's, it's good. But there was a, this episode where this um, trans male to female was on and he hadn't had his upper surgery yet and they didn't blur him before and they blurred him after yes and i'm like it's the same exact nipple that existed 20 minutes ago right but they're just larger now why are you blurring that like that makes no sense to me we the the lines about what is and isn't acceptable those lines are are themselves very blurry yeah well it's all about sexually shaming women Right. And, and saying that your your parts are not right. It's about protecting fragile masculinity and and their in incapability of like seeing something like that and not yeah. feeling like they deserve to have it. And yet, butts are okay to be seen pretty much anywhere now. Pretty much, yeah, I think so. Yeah, but maybe not, not whole. A, uh, no, no, no whole. <laughs> um, yeah, I wonder. Yeah, can you do you show? No, you don't really show butts. I guess on like The Bachelor or The mm-hmm. Bachelorette. But they like blur basic butts? cable blur- butts are not yeah. blurred. Basic cable, Instagram you can say fuck now. butts are out. Can you? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's fuck very yeah? strange. What a time to be alive. What I a know. time to be alive. It's just one of that. What else are you watching? What else do I watch? Is there time? Okay, so, um, well, I travel a lot, and so I have to have something to watch sure. always. I'm obsessed with anything true crime. Like, I've seen every 2020. Yeah. I've seen every Dateline. My boyfriend and I are just, like, full. I think that's also, like, bled into my people are awful mindset. Sure. Because it it's were. in my real sure. life. But I'm also like, oh, if this cisgendered white male's ego got slightly bruised, he's going to murder someone. 
And I think that's a good lesson to learn, actually. Which is like every episode of 2020 is some white guy who like didn't get what he wanted and murdered Mm -hmm. someone. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, God, calm down. And are you are you a cereal person? Not the cereal, the food. The oh no, I I love cereal, and I actually just am listening to the this like new cereal. It's the the guy who produces cereal. Uh-huh. He did one about. It's called um, Shit Town. S so good. S Town. Yes. Yeah. Um. It's so good. Have you listened it's, to it? I have, and it was chilling because I had a gay cousin who was the voice twin of that. The, the main character from S-Town. The guy? Like, how's that like, kind of like Silence of the Lamb serial <laughs> so killer voice? Um, so yeah. good. Yeah, I Ugh. couldn't get past that guy. Yeah. He just seemed like, he seemed like a lot. What a, what a crazy story, though. Yeah. I didn't get all the way through it. No. You got bored? I did. Yeah. I the did. last few episodes, I'm like, all right, can something happen? Yeah. It just kind of like faded into nothingness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I do love it. It can happen. It can happen. Uh, Last good movie. Last good movie. I don't watch a lot of movies. No? Last good movie. Maybe like Crazy Rich Asians. Great. Great answer. (laughs) You don't need to say that in in like a tentative way. Well, because it was like good, but also like not good in the same I, I I didn't see any. I, the not good part was lost on me. If there was anything not good about it, I missed it because I I loved it so much. But it was about a year ago. I yeah, mean, the, it's been a while. It's been a while. I know. I watch movies on planes, but I always get about ten minutes in. Yeah. and fall asleep. Okay, and I'm just like peace be with you. Well, you're on a plane. What else am I gonna do? You're lulled to sleep by Take the uh, that trazodone and pass out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm flying to Scotland tonight. Really? Tonight. Yeah, I leave at nine p.m. And what goes on in Scotland? I have a, I'm performing um, in Edinburgh. Nice. And this is the first time I'm getting to take my mom on a, like, trip with me. How exciting. Wow. I feel like a real adult. You are. Like I'm flying my mom to Scotland. That is Where is your exciting. mom flying from? She's flying from San Diego to L.A. And then she'll be there when I arrive. And then we're going to, like, get on the plane together. I love that. Yeah. Now, will you be able to bring the cat of nine tails that you're uh, wearing around your neck? Is that considered a weapon? <laughs> it is considered a weapon. Don't fuck with me. Okay. Aren't these fun? They're yeah. I'm jealous of how many different dangling items you have I to play with. I love a dangle moment. My boyfriend and I wear these when we go out to dance. My boyfriend actually designs these. Really? Yeah. He has them. What did you call them? A cat of nine tails? Cat. I have like no a, idea what that I've means. Never a, whip? That. a whip? A whip. A whip. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a kind bra- of a frayed end. Yeah, we have fringes, we have braids, yeah. we have... They can be whatever you want it to be. It can be like a belt, it can be a necklace, it can be a fun sex adventure. And uh-huh. I'm seeing, and you also have a single braid in the back, so we have a lot of just... A lot of things going lot, on. Yeah, a lot of moments. Yeah, this and, is my rat tail uh-huh. that I grew out. It's impressive. Now, why, why in For quotes? the listener, yeah, that was, there were air quotes around the grow out. Um, did it's, you clip her in? It's like two and a half inches of my real hair, and then uh-huh. it's a sewn-in weave. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to do, like, feathers in it, too, so mm-hmm. I have, like, a whole, like, situation happening. That's fantastic. What's your performing look at the moment? Uh, so my new aesthetic for my performance is Pirate Fag. Ooh. <laughs> I'm loving, like, super blousey moments, and, like, I'll show you this picture. This is, like, primo Pirate Fag. Yes. Isn't that good? <laughs> a pirate. 
I really thought you said pyro fag. And oh, it was like, you wow. set things on fire with your mind? This is an incredible silhouette that you're creating. Here. I'm sorry you guys can't see it, but you will soon. These are all like new images from my website. Okay. But um, I'm loving like really blousey tops and then like really fitted bottoms and yeah. dangly things and uh-huh. dangly earrings. And I'm just having fun. I come from the world of musical theater. Mm-hmm. I grew up doing theater. I did a lot of shows on Broadway. And they put you in a very small box of yeah. what you can look like, what you can sound like, what you should act like. I was very much like queer shamed my entire growing up for not mm-hmm. being straight enough on stage. So now I'm like really embracing my my ladybird. And when you were in, when you were doing a lot of musical theater, were you what box were you in? I mean, were you able to fit into it successfully? Yes, I was always like the corn fed boyfriend of the leading lady uh-huh. you know that was like always my the yeah. ingenue male sure right. which they always have the most boring shit to do yeah so what, what kind of parts um i was in wicked yeah i was bach the munchkin boy mm-hmm. wow. i did grease i was duty the good boy who played guitar sure, sure. um i did next to normal uh-huh. uh, i was the standby for both gabe and henry the Young boys in that. Um, I played Lucas Beinecke in Adam's Family, uh-huh. and which was the Wednesday Adam's like boyfriend from Ohio. Mm. Um, and then I did the first like fun kind of thing I got to do was I played uh, did We Will Rock You, which is Queen's musical. Yeah, um, and I played the lead dude in that, so that was like more fun, like rock and roll sure. vibes. That's starting to feel a little more right, more my with, vibe. With who you are now? That's yeah. actually what brought me to LA. Um, the show closed at the Amundsen. Yeah. And I was like, I've always wanted to live here. I'm from Southern California. So maybe this is like the perfect opportunity for me to just like give it a go. Yeah. And then a year later I was on AGT and my life has just kind of like become its own thing. It's very exciting. Yeah. So uh, how did you come to America's Got Talent? I have a friend. Which is AGT for, for those who. AGT, yes. Yeah. America's Got Talent. Don't know our acronym language. I have a friend who is one of the uh, showrunner producers, and he had his 30th birthday, and we were all in Palm Springs, and a lot of the other people from the show were there. And they're like, you got to do the show. And I was like, I would rather die. It's just like, I'm going to do this the old-fashioned way. I'm going to hustle, and I'm going to make it happen. And then, like, a year went by, and I was like, okay, fine, I'll do the show. (laughs) It's just like... 15 million people an episode watch that show. So it's it's an opportunity that you're kind of stupid to yeah, pass up. Of course. Yeah. Your is audition it, video is pretty legendary, and we'll, we'll post it for everybody to see it, but can you just paint the picture for people? Yeah. Um, the first song that I did was Somebody to Love, um, Queen. It's such a part of my life and catalog. And the song that I did that really kind of blew up was Creep, um, the Radiohead song. Right. Um which, I mean, when I, I still watch the video and it's sometimes I'm like, I can't believe that's me in that, like that happened and it happened like that. It was such a perfect moment um, for me. It's very special. Are, when you're on the show, are you thinking about the 15 million people or is that even a thing that, you're, that your brain can do? No, I don't the think human about brain it. I, I thought about it um, when I was doing the Champions All-Stars kind of thing earlier um, this year, and I sang the song Never Enough from The Greatest Showman, and I got very emotional while I was singing it because I could feel the intensity coming at me from the audience, and I was thinking about all the people that are going to see this, and it was very overwhelming. It's 
it's not scary to me. It's more like, I hope this touches people the way that, uh, you know, I know this kind of music can touch people. So that's where my mind goes. And is it, after you've done a thing like that, do you find yourself getting recognized? Yeah, it's funny. Like, how quickly did that process happen? Very quickly. Yeah. Um, I imagine. Very quickly. Here in LA, I'm sure you know, it's like a little bit different. People people are a little less aggressive sure. about saying, I know who you are. But once I'm in an airport or in any European country, like all bets are off. Right. Berlin is like my go-to place, my like safe place. And my boyfriend and I go quite often. And we've definitely been like having some fun with some boys on the dance floor and them being like, I loved you on the show. Yeah. Like, while we're, you know, getting so, it on. Okay. <laughs> are, are you happy to hear that when in those moments? Or? It's all about time and place. Yeah, sure. I mean, maybe not if I'm naked and, you know, situation. Uh -huh. I prefer it more like a sweet moment. Like, and, it, and I, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of the lingering. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. I love the... I loved you. You're fabulous. Thank you so much. And then like right. the departure. Do you want it up top or do you, or it, if you hear it at the end, does Wolf. it negate everything that's happened before? <laughs> um, I like to hear it at the beginning because I feel like a lot of people try to play this game where they're like, I feel like I know you from somewhere. And yeah. then like this whole like cat and mouse game right, happens. Right. And then they finally like, okay, I know you are. Right. And I'm like, just tell me. And then we can have an honest conversation about like, you appreciate what I do. I appreciate the way that you're telling yeah. me. You know what I mean? Like we can connect yeah. and have a moment. But like the cat and mouse game around, it's like. It's so boring. It's the, so the, boring. Like, I don't know who you are because I don't pay attention to celebrity or pop culture thing is like my least favorite personality. Type. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Not, not this has not happened to me, but when people, you know what I mean? When, when you I, see when it happening, yeah, yeah. I was out at this party, um, Obstenhoff this weekend and this guy d did exactly that. He's like, I feel like I know you from somewhere, but like, I don't watch TV or anything, so I don't know what it could be from. Ugh, and then two minutes later, up. he was like, okay, now like just, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, we didn't I have to spend the know. five minutes of me. Cause I'm never the one to be like, Oh, well I was on TV. So maybe you know me <laughs> from there. Yeah. I would never. So I'd let them figure it out on their own. But it's just silly. But it can also lead to the horrifying moment of like somebody coming up and saying, like, I'm not sure where I know you. And then you go through the terrible back and forth and you finally break down and you're like, I'm on TV sometimes. And then it's like, no, that's oh, not no, it. actually we were friends in college. <laughs> I've never seen you. It happened to me once where someone was like, I know you from somewhere. And I was like, well, I was on TV. They're like, no, that's not it. Yeah. And I was like, oh shrink yeah i feel stupid Gross. so i've never done it again what's on your uh what's on your phone music wise music wise uh leon she's really dope yeah l-e-o-n you guys have to check her out her new okay. album just came out um she's on my phone who else am i listening to right now i try to listen to a lot of queer artists yeah kim petras is like giving me my pop star oh. fantasy right now um and i love her story like what a cool story yeah. I, I hope that she is our first transgender yeah like real Full, fucking like pop, pop star. star yeah um she deserves it and she's so talented and so cool and beautiful and the um, songs are there they're yeah. bops like yeah. every song she puts out is a bop um, I love her. Um, I listen to uh, Jesse St. James a lot as well. Yeah. He writes for her quite a bit, and he's written for Britney. And um, so, yeah, I try to like put a lot of focus and love on other queer artists, um, especially independent artists who are trying to, you know, make some noise and break mm -hmm. through. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Good. Who'd you grow up listening to? I'm such 
a pop nerd. Like I was obsessed with Britney Spears in an unhealthy way. Uh-huh. She was like plastered on my walls. Wow. I actually do. Oops, I did it again in my show. Um, and I do all of the choreography like full out. And I do like a very like sexy stripper jazz version of it. Yeah. Um, nice so, that someone's doing the choreography full, choreography full, full out choreography. I love it. Um, in sync, my sisters were obsessed with in sync, so sure. I was obsessed with in sync. Um, but I mostly listen to musical theater, like show tunes, like albums, cast recordings. Okay, such a nerd. Nice. So your destiny was laid out for you at a very early age. Yeah, like. I did an interview earlier today, and I was telling them how when I was like six years old, seven years old, I told my mom I was going to be a Broadway star, and like that was it. And it, she was like, "You've ne- you had a very single mindedness about you from the time you were like seven that that was the goal." And that was the plan. And my oh, baby, oh, she's so sweet. Um, yeah, it was it was very much laid out for me. I knew what I wanted, and there was no other options. It I, it does strike me that you're not uh, or don't seem as plagued by the insecurities and self doubt that a lot of performers are. And is it as simple as that? Just you have always had the talent to back it up. Um, I have my moments for sure. Um, I'm, I'm very confident in my abilities as an artist, but I think where my self-doubt comes in is uh, feeling that that isn't valuable. You know, I feel like a lot of value gets placed on very superficial things in music um, and how many followers you have and how many, it's not about the voice anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I get my self-doubt and I'm like, this isn't going to happen. Like this probably won't happen because of this, this and this. And I can be really down on myself. But the one thing that I hold very close to my heart is that I'm a really good singer and I'm a really good performer. And if I focus on doing what feels authentic and real to me, it will flower as it's supposed to, and it will be what it's supposed to be. And that's not up to me. Healthy. <laughs> I'd like to continue talking about your flowering as a person <laughs> um, after the break. Let's do it. Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Popular fictional character who stole from the rich mm-hmm. and gave to the poor. But that's fictional. Not right now. Because, yes, he's fictional. The investing app. They'll let you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, cryptos, all commission-free. Very real. Very real. You, if you, and if you're like, uh, ETFs, WTF, well, I'll tell you something. That While other clever. brokerages Man. charge up to $10 for every trade, yeah. Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all your profits. I, I, I just want to let you know I enjoyed that. I really, I like that. Thank that was you fun. so it was much. Weird. It was letter play. It was just cool. It was fun. I loved it. Uh, There's no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. Mm -hmm. You can also look at stock collections, such as 100 Most Popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. And guess what? Robinhood, the app, not the fictional character, is giving listeners of homophilia a free stock like Apple or Ford or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. So go get it. 
Sign up at homophilia.robinhood.com. Dave, I just want to go back to this. So ro- there was never a fox who stole from. The- I don't think. I don't think so. No, I think that's fictional. That's upsetting. Yeah. We are back with Brian Justin Crown. Hi, Quans. Hello. So uh, before we were recording, you were showing me um, a very sexy video of your boyfriend. I should. Oh. <laughs> I didn't see it. Can you show it today? Yeah, it's actually not sexy at all. I have those ones too, but this was my my view last night. Oh, oh. That sounds well. That can be very sexy. Your boyfriend snoring that in a way that I'm convinced pure. is a performance. That is honest to God, my daily night, daily night. Okay, my nightly occurrence. Can I, have, I introduce you to a CPAP machine? I, uh, he needs something. Yeah, he needs something. And he like went to the ENT, and the ENT was basically like, everything's fine. Like you don't have a deviated septum, or yeah. there's nothing going on. I'm like, you need to figure this out because I need like. 18 earplugs in my ear to like numb the noise a little bit. Wow. I'm jealous of how just content he looks in that. I don't think I've ever slept that deep. Yeah, it's untroubled sleep for sure. Yeah, that's what I wonder. I'm like, how does that not like hurt? Yeah. It's very aggressive. I'm like, that would hurt me. I feel like I would wake myself up. And as a vocalist, how do you put yourself through that? He's quite the vocalist himself. Oh, he is? No. No, <laughs> that, I mean that, those are impressive vocals. Yeah, it's, it's a hell so of a performance. He's 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 the best, though. How did you guys meet? We met at the gym at Gold's in Hollywood. Uh-huh. Mm. And, uh huh. And he was like perusing me. Like, is perusing the right word? Cruising me, sure. I guess works. Uh-huh. Just like a little shark. Everywhere I went, every machine I was on, he was like. Yeah. He was there, and I was like, "Okay, Queen, just come, come say hi." Um, so that's how we met, and we just we met and hung out. And we were just like gonna bang it out, and then we just got tacos afterwards, mm-hmm. and we're like, "Oh, this is cool. This is fun. Let's hang out again." Yeah. And we never stopped. So, getting to know each other at that first night, who said, "Let's bang it out"? Um, well, he wasn't, he wasn't brave enough to come and say hi to me, but he said that he recognized me, um, from an application before, I guess I had messaged him a long time ago. So he messaged me on said application I see. after to be like, Hey, I just saw you at the gym. Um, so that's how it started. And I was like, cool, let's like hang out and bang it out. And he was like, we should totally bang it out. Mm-hmm. So we banged it out. Right on. <laughs> I like, I like it. I that's, like- that's like one of the joys of being... A gay man. And I think it's happening more for straight people. I don't know if you're straight. I just assumed. That you can um, start there, Dana. Yeah, like Tinder and like straight people can be like, let's just like hook up and have fun. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like that's such a part of like gay culture, the, the comfort of being like, I just want to have sex with you. Mm-hmm. We should try that. And how long ago was this bang it out uh, taco date? A year and a half. Wow. A year and a half ago. Wow. Yeah. Well so, done. Yeah. We've been in it to win it for a minute now. Are you cohabitating? We cohabitate. We live together. We moved in pretty quickly. Um, after two months, we had like tattoos. We like flew to Vancouver to get tattoos together. Why, wait, which All tattoo is his? What is the tattoo? I'll show you. I have to take my pants off. Okay. Oh, really? Let's yeah. <laughs> it. Okay, Brian is standing up. He's so standing why, up. why, his, as this goes, uh, why Vancouver? Upper, upper, up, upper. Thigh. Oh, there it is. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Yes. 
Okay, so the tattoo is... It's basically uh, what we've just seen in this video. Yeah, it's it's boyfriend's naked body just... uh, Covered by a sheet. sheet. Yeah, and um, he has me laying on my stomach with, like, my butt perched up a little bit. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's this artist. His Instagram is GapToothB. He does really beautiful, like, queer sketches of bodies, and you can, like, send him a picture and he'll sketch it out. It's really cool. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you guys are like, wow. I'm, I just, I'm still, okay. I'm very, I wasn't sure whether that was a sheet or like a puppetry of the penis, long scrotum being pulled. So the original right. photo was a full like boner grab. Sure. And I was like, okay, maybe not like a full boner on my leg for the rest of my life. Yeah. So let's like add a sheet to cover it. Okay. Tasteful. Yeah. I wanted I to just, you know, be a little understated. Yeah, sure. Subtle. Sure. Um, I feel like you're blushing. I, I, <laughs> I was not expecting the tattoo placement or the tattoo itself, but I love all of it. Go ahead. Believe me. Um, so I love it. <laughs> what happens when you're on the road? He comes with me a lot. Oh, that's good. Yeah, he'll come with me sometimes. Um, and if he can't come, there's a lot of FaceTiming that happens. And, and con- we're always in. He actually just texted me. Um, so we're, we're always in like communication uh what does he do he is uh he owns an agency called starworks and they represent very high-end hair and makeup um, people in beauty for Uh, celebrities gotcha so that's cool yeah so they like they have you know everybody doing like them for the oscars and their movie tours Ah. okay so So very busy season has just ended for him yes and he he, well, he was an agent for a long time. He started the company and taught people how to do what he did. And now he just kind of like oversees. Nice. Yeah. Wow. It's a good deal. So what's your dating history? When did you first start getting out there? I came out very young. Yeah. I was 13 when I came out wow. <clears throat> and started dating very shortly after. Um, wow. I lost my virginity. I was very young. This kid like... We stole his dad's car, and we, like, went to his dad's boat when I was probably, like, 15. Uh-huh. And that was kind of the beginning of it all. And I, I moved to New York when I was just barely 18 to do my first Broadway show, and I just, like, let it have it. I was, like, having fun and dating and, yeah. Could you t- describe being a 13-year-old dating? Yeah, it's funny. It was it was funny. I went to a performing arts school, um, so there was a lot of other gay boys around um maybe i wasn't dating when i was 13 i was more just like you could openly have a crush on a boy and tell your friends and he totally out and it's all yeah for sure there other out 13 year old boys they weren't out there was one kid casey who was like my best friend and he came out around the same time Mm -hmm. um but there was other boys that weren't out that i would like meet in the bathroom at school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I hope this is like a podcast that I can talk about all this stuff on. I don't oh, know I if you guys are like this is the one that you good Christian women on. over here. I don't know. I don't want to scare anybody. But yeah, I've uh, I've always been very open about who I am, what I like, how I like it. Yeah, it's just like never been a thing for me. And not a thing with your family, I take it. Um no, my mom was like a little unsure at first. I think mostly because she was a nurse and she worked across from <clears throat> the AIDS hospital when she first started nursing. So that was kind of her vision of what being gay looked like. Yeah. It was sick, 
Mm. And um, so she was always afraid that for me, that, that that would be my future. She didn't quite get that that's not what it happens to everybody. Uh-huh. Um, so she, it took her a minute, but now she's just like the coolest, like beyond. She must be the proudest mom in the world. She's about to go to Scotland. I mean, come on. I know yeah. she is so proud and it's very cute. She comes to all my shows and she's just like beaming. She's just like beaming with pride. Was there ever a moment of like, Oh, don't rush to conclusions about what your sexuality is. Or was she, did she like, no, here she you come knew. out and say, okay, this is. Yeah. I was like eight years old and my dad was like very forceful about me playing some sport. Uh-huh. And so I was playing baseball and I would be in the far outfield, sure. which no eight year old can hit a ball there. And yeah. I would like sit in the splits and pick dandelions and like dance. <laughs> And, like, live my fantasy. There was no doubt yeah. from right. anybody in my family that I was not like all the other boys. Uh-huh. That yeah. was my exact soccer experience. Except yeah. I couldn't do splits, <laughs> but I was at the dandelions all. Yeah. I was yeah. like, what else are we supposed to do? Yeah. Snooze fast. Yeah. No, thanks. Right? And you had your room was covered in Britney posters. I'm assuming no one was fooled into thinking, oh, he has a crush on her. No one was fooled. Right. No one was fooled. They're like, he worships her. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't want to bang, bang her. Definitely not. He may become her on stage one day. But... I gotta say, I definitely channel Britney when I'm performing. Yeah. I become a whole different person. My my boyfriend was like, "This is I don't know who that is, but they're real funny." It's like half concert, half stand up. Yeah, stand up experience. When is your next LA show? Um. I just did one last week, which was super awesome. Um, but I'm the LGBT Center is opening up their new like mega facility on April seventh. So I'm performing. Kathy Griffin is performing. Jennifer Lewis, Shangela. Um, there's a lot of like really great people performing. They're shutting down the whole street. It's like a oh, whole wow. party. Oh, when is this? this? Yeah, April seventh. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So I'm actually in ta- talking to the the booker, and I'm giving them a lot of my friends and stuff. So you guys should come. They'll give you the oh hookup. And, yeah. Yeah. It it's going to be a really awesome. You know, the LGBT Center has done so much for me over my life um, as a gay person. Yeah. And I just want to do anything I can to help support them. And, yeah, they're That's awesome. That's a killer lineup, too. Yeah, it's really going to be so fun. Jennifer Lewis, like, giving Get you full performance. Singing, and twirling. Anything. I know. She's. I watched her book promo video a thousand times. Have you seen this thing? Yeah. yeah. Where she just yeah. has everyone singing. No, she was just like, just, I'll send it to you. It's just, it, it, it was her and two assistants, and they just made a music video for like a solid minute about her just telling you to buy, buy her book. book. <laughs> yeah. You almost went broke into song. I almost it, did, but then I, I held back. I don't want to. Break into song. No, thank you. you okay, so you <laughs> channeled Britney on yes, stage. I try. I have to ask this. Who is Britney channeling on stage right now? I don't know. I have a whole theory about what Britney's going Let's through right now. Um, she's been through a lot. Yes, she has. And I think that she probably, this is speculation, that she probably has to take some pills to deal with her depression and anxiety. Right. Um, so I feel like the one ve- very valuable thing as a performer is adrenaline. Right. And when you're on antidepressants or anti-anxiety medication, it really numbs your ability to feel that. Yeah. So when I watch her, I just see a lack of adrenaline. 
Yeah. It's like she's just kind of like trying to get through everything. I'm seeing more. I have a bunch of friends who dance for her. And so I see a lot of videos of rehearsals and stuff. I feel like she's kind of coming back. Okay. I feel like there is like a resurgence coming back. And I, I sympathize with her so much. Like I can't imagine going through that right. at such a young age. And it's how can you not be fucked up? Of like, course. How can you not? No, we're all lucky that she is alive and with us and actively yeah. performing. And I feel like we'll take whatever version of Britney yeah. she's willing to and, give and us. And trying to get better. It does seem like she's yeah. trying to, like, heal. Yeah. Um, but it's celebrity. I obviously don't have anywhere near that level of it. But I, I have a hard time when I'm on checking my videos or checking my Instagram and people are just saying awful, hurtful things. And I can't imagine like that being on like a global level everywhere. Super intense. And when you're very young, very young, you don't have the emotional maturity to separate the fact that those people, that is more of a reflection of them than it is of you. Yeah. Um, You don't know how to separate yourself in those situations. I'm just now as a 30 year old kind of learning that, that is their bullshit and has nothing to do with me. Um, so I can't, I, yeah, I can't imagine I would be ruined as yeah. a human if I had been in that position. Oh, me too. Yeah, right? I, well, and I wonder, I, I, this is just a thing that I wonder in general. Because, you know, I, okay, when Britney came along, I was a little older. I was a lot older. So there, there are a lot of preteen, or were a lot of teen and preteen boys who really were drawn to her. Mm -hmm. A lot of girls were too, but a lot of like, you know, pre-gay boys were really into her and have continued to be into her. And it's, I feel like she is appreciated in a uniquely gay way. Yes. Where it's like, you're a little bit making fun and a little bit idolizing. Mm -hmm. And, and I just wonder where that line is. Well, I think that's, that's what kind of what we're talking about earlier is like that public shaming thing. When is it appropriate? When is it not? Yeah. I think gay people, as a general rule of thumb, feel some kind of power in shrinking other people uh-huh. because of what we went through growing up and constantly being shrunken down um, by other people. It it give when you are in a gay setting, you can feel it. We're really awful to each other. Yeah, we're awful to each other, and we're we're awful to the people that we idolize. It's like we we lift them up just to tear them down. Yeah. It's it's a really bizarre mental thing that I see with a lot of gay people. It's it's hard just to celebrate something that you love. And yeah. I've noticed it's really hard for gay people to get behind another gay person so as true. an artist. Yeah. Um they they feel threatened or like something's going to be taken from them if they, you know. Yeah. It's it's really bizarre. But I do feel a that that is starting to change, even just over the course of doing this podcast and interviewing a lot of gay cis male performers, that they, we are starting to support each other in a way that I don't think – like I came up in a – all the gay guys loved divas. Divas. Female, yeah, and, and, totally. and it was that sort of like paradigm. And it seems like now – we're making more of a conscience, conscious I w- effort. I will say that 85.6% of any gig that I'm doing is largely gay male attended. And the people hiring me to perform at events are gay gay people. So I do feel a lot of support from the gay community. I totally agree with you there. There is a shift happening. Um, 
And we need that. We need gay people have the power to create superstars. They really do. Mm -hmm. If you can get the gay community behind somebody, they soar. And it's it's nice to see. And I want more of like supporting amongst people. So you know, I've known Adam Lambert since I was fifteen years old. We took from the same voice teacher growing up, and I so desperately wanted him to support me as I was like coming up in this behind him. And just in the last year, I've really noticed him outwardly supporting me and like posting my videos and like posting my songs on Spotify. And, and it feels really good to have somebody that I respect so much showing up for me like that. And, and I see it, I see it a lot of the the other queer artists are really starting to support each other and connect. If I can't do this, this person would be good for it. Yeah. You know, I'm seeing that in a different way. It is less of a zero sum thing now. Yeah. Because there's room for more than one person. I, I understand like 10 years ago, there wasn't, you know, now, now there kind of is, there's room for like a, a a spectrum. And I think that's such a great lesson for everybody in any form of art, that there is room for everybody and that nobody is the same. And there is a place for all of us. If you stay true to who you are and what you have to say in your message, that is solely yours and nobody can take that away from you. Uh, you mentioned that, uh, that gay men, especially like to shrink each other because they themselves have been shrunk. Mm-hmm. Who, was that your experience growing up? Yeah, I was. Who shrunk you? I was very bullied. I was. I've always been very effeminate and very like expressive in uh, how I'm feeling, and I was also overweight. Um, so I w- was very bullied. And ever everywhere I went, it was never like there was not not a safe place for me um, to, to go. Even in my theater programs, I got it. So oh. I definitely felt very shrunken. And and then doing musical theater, I felt constantly like I needed to be more masculine and I did, needed to look a certain way and act a certain way and sound a certain way. So it's really been over the last couple years that I've been able to be like, fuck all of this noise and like the the pressure on my shoulders to be something and do something. And it's just like I'm having so much fun playing now and right. I'm getting a lot of shit for it constantly. Sure, but like I really don't care. Good, yeah, it's fun. What's how, how do you talk to yourself then? Like, what do, what are the things that you say to yourself that allow you to express yourself that way? <sighs> There's less of a dialogue that's happening with me, and more of a if I'm drawn to something, I'm going to try it. And uh-huh. it's not like I don't have to like rev myself up to try it. Okay. I'm just like I'm going to try it. And if I like the way the image looks or I like the way the video looks, I'm on the right path. Like something's good. It might not be perfect yet. I might still be fine tuning the look, but like I'm on the right path. And I really just follow my gut with it. And my boyfriend is obviously very aesthetic. He like our house is next. It's crazy. It's crazy what he's built. Um, so I really respect his vision. And so I lean on him to be like, how can I fine tune this idea that I'm having? How can I fine tune this look that I'm putting together? Um, so I'm lucky that I have that sounding board to kind of bounce ideas off. 
Brian, Justin, Crom. Hey. This uh, was a delight. It really I, was. I'd love to do another hour, but your publicist is looking at us. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you guys so thank much. You, Brian. Let's do it again. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We want to come see you on April 7th. Come. Let's make it happen. All right. Thanks, guys. Brian, Justin, Crom. BJC. BJC. He did it. We did it. Uh, I don't know if America's got talent, but I know that Brian Justin Crum has got a ton of it. I know that's right. Thank you to him for being here. Thank you, Dana. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> uh, thank you, Ben Wise, for the music. Thank you, Earwolf. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Dave. We'll see you next week with another fantastic episode of Homophilia. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and he crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, Jazos. <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.